If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Inside my online program, Fitness Mama, I just love helping support women to care for their bodies during pregnancy, prepare their bodies for birth and support their after birth recovery, helping them feel confident and strong inside out during this important stage of their lives. In this podcast, join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you through every step of the journey. It is absolutely possible to feel amazing and confident in our bodies during this motherhood journey, and I want that for you. Come and say hi to me on Instagram at fitnessmama, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Today's episode is all about diet and sperm health. So I chat with Wendy, who's a dietitian and nutritionist, and we discuss how diet affects men's health. Wendy talks us through how men might be able to make their sperm better. She discusses ways to help boost male fertility and increase sperm count. She discusses various foods that increase, help them to improve sperm, as, as well as the other holistic factors like exercise and lifestyle factors. So I think it was great to chat. Often I think fertility in the past has come down to the woman and to know that males and our partners can contribute to fertility, I think can be, it's, it's great to know. It can be a situation where both partners can take control. So I trust you're going to find this episode with Wendy really helpful. She provides some great practical information to take on board. Before we do dive into this episode, I would like to invite you to come and chat to me. I haven't spoken about this very much, but I offer telehealth appointments, so online telehealth appointments. So this is your opportunity to, like if you're having any concerns with aches and pains during pregnancy, or perhaps you're wanting to prepare your body for pregnancy and you need help knowing how to best support your pelvic floor, your core, perhaps you've got pelvic floor concerns, perhaps you're wanting to return to running after birth, you want help with your after birth rehab plan, whatever it is, there's an opportunity to connect with myself. So I'm a perinatal physiotherapist, so we can talk through self-management strategies, workout plans, your guide to rehab afterwards, so many things to discuss, and your consult may be claimable with your private health insurance extras. So depending on what type of private health insurance you have, it may definitely be claimable. So find out more via the link in the bio. I only offer this a few of these sessions every month, so do check out to see if there's any sessions available at the moment. Right, let's dive into this episode with Wendy all about diet and sperm health. Wendy, thank you so much for joining me on the Fitness Mama podcast. It's great to have you on board. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. So let's go straight for the big question that I've got. Does diet affect men's sperm? Uh, yes. 
And I just have to say I'm so excited to be here talking about this topic today because I feel like it's finally gaining some traction and it's really awesome that people are now interesting and starting to notice. And the answer is yes, it definitely does have a big impact on our, on not my, on sperm health and in many different ways. So I guess the first way is that for sperm to be produced. So for that sperm production process, there are so many different nutrients that are involved in that process. It involves cell division, so many nutrients involved in that. And then for the actual structure of sperm, and just for an, as an example, sort of during the maturation process, sperm incorporates more omega-3 fatty acids. And so there are so many different nutrients that are really involved there. And then I guess on top of that is that Sperm is also really, really vulnerable to oxidative stress, which is a state that can occur sort of naturally in the body, but it can be sort of accelerated by things like your diet and your lifestyle. So diet and lifestyle can also contribute to things that can impact sperm health. But at the same time, our diet can also help protect sperm from some of those effects as well. So that's another one. And then I guess taking it a little bit further is, on top of just sort of the sperm health aspects that can impact fertility and your chances of getting pregnant is that what we now know is that what a man eats sort of in the lead up to or at the time of conception and sort of his general health at that time is that can also then impact the lifelong health of the baby that he goes on to produce. Yeah, wow. And, yeah, so definitely an important topic. It's so nice that I think up until quite recently, it's all been about the female, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. The female needs to do this, you need to do that, you know. Oh, so it's nice to actually be able to share the load. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny that I still get so many women coming to see me. We're trying to get pregnant, you know, we just can't get pregnant and just assuming that the issue is all them. And we know that, you know, at least half the time the the male is, you know, it can be a male factor as well. Half so the time, really? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like an even contribution between mm. it being a male or a female problem or it being combination or unknown. So, yeah. Interesting, so, yeah. Definitely important. Okay. So let's say there's a couple listening to this podcast episode and they're wanting to fall pregnant. How long can it take for, like, let's say there's a change in diet. How long does that, can that take to affect or change sperm quality and improve it? Yeah. So there's sort of a couple of different lines of thought here. So I guess to get the full effect of changes, you'd want to be ideally aiming for sort of two to three months. That sperm maturation process takes around 74 days or something. So to get that full window of effect, that's sort of what you'd be aiming for. But I guess what's exciting is there's actually some studies showing that you can impact sperm health much more quickly, even sort of one to two weeks, some things will will improve. And it's not just like often with changes for female fertility, it's not something that can be measured so easily, the benefit that you're getting. Mm. Whereas with sperm health, we can see direct changes from sort of one semen analysis to the next in terms of things like sperm count, motility, so how it's moving, morphology, so the shape or the form- the formation of the sperm as well. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. 
So the big question is how do men make their sperm better? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so that's... Have you got like three top tips, let's say, because I know this is a massive thing and it would take a full assessment and you need to individualise it depending on, you know, someone's lifestyle. But if you just had the top three tips or top five tips okay. or whatever it is, what would it be? All right, well, I'll, I'll start and I'll see how many I... I could probably keep talking to Dave, but I'll try and keep it more succinct. I guess probably a really big starting place is to firstly look at the, and I'm going to use the word toxins, but it's not really the right word, but things that we probably want to start reducing in your lifestyle that that can be having a negative impact on sperm to begin with. So firstly, if you're a really... Sorry, you go. No, oh, I was going to say it's alcohol, isn't it? Oh, that's definitely one of them. That was going to be my starting one? place for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not what a lot of people want to hear, but I think if you can if you can start reducing your drinking as much as possible, and particularly if you are a heavier binge drinker, and when I say binge drinker, it doesn't you know necessarily mean that you have an alcohol problem or anything, but in this country that, that does tend to be a really common thing, that we might not drink much during the week and then go out and smash it on the weekend. So starting to, you know, bring down your drinking a lot will have a really big impact. And then mm-hmm. also, you know, looking at other drugs and so, you know, smoking, definitely if you can stop smoking, if you're a smoker, stop your recreational drug use, if that's your thing. And then also kind of looking at your exposure to endocrine disrupting chemicals. So that's kind of looking more at the amount of sort of plastics in your life, things, chemicals like BPA. And sort of if you're not sure where to even start with that, the government has some good resources online. If you, that's got like a fact sheet, the chemicals in your home and pregnancy, and that's a good starting place. Oh, but um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but then also I it, might link that below. Can yeah, you yeah, send I'll me send you a link. I'll, so that's a good yeah, one. Great. And then also, yeah. if you kind of looking at learning further, there's Lucy at Two Lines Fertility has heaps of great resources for yeah individuals and couples at a brand that sort of reducing their chemical exposure. So that's sort of a, a good starting place to look at. I think my next big tip would be really trying to amp up the amount of antioxidant rich foods in your diet. Um, And so that's from things like vegetables are an amazing source. So the more and then the more variety, the better. So things like your dark leafy greens, your orange colored vegetables, your red things like tomatoes, but really as many kinds and colours as you can, getting your fruit in, your other plant-based foods, herbs and spices, because having those antioxidants can help to reduce some of that that oxidative stress or that damage that can occur to to sperm health, um, to sperm cells over that maturation process. So yeah, that's that's probably number two. Where do I go next from here? <laughs> Well, I've got one which yeah. you might laugh at, but I always, I remember my husband was always joking about not wearing like tight jocks and not getting too hot um, when exercising and that sort of thing. Yeah. So that is, that's actually a really, a really big one. So, and the, because, and I guess that's one of the reasons that, you know, your testicles are on the outside is, is so that there is you know, the difference in temperature and and so that heat can have a big impact. And so, you know, a lot of, you know a lot of people are doing like 
the cold exposure is a big thing at the moment, but also the heat exposure. And I sort of wonder about the impact of that on sperm health and things like heated seats and things like that. So definitely temperature is. Oh, can you rewind and explain what you mean? What, what? Uh, just I, I wonder about it because we know the impact of that that heat on on sperm health and so just just thinking about now a lot of people that I talked to were doing sort of heat exposure like hot spas and saunas and things like that and so I know sort of from a sperm health point of view maybe not the best thing um, and so, yeah, yeah right. definitely thinking about that temperature point of view, and obviously that's not sort of a, a nutrition one, but still from a holistic point of view, um, we want to look at our overall lifestyle and diet. So things like, you know, having regular exercise, you know, optimising your sleep, all those things are important to our health. And basically if it's good for your health, it's likely to be good good for your sperm health as well. And then I think... Um, a few sort of other things to focus on the types of fats in your diet seem to have a big impact on sperm health. So I was talking before about sort of that we have higher needs for omega-3 fatty acids. So making sure that you're getting those in your diet. And, you know, if you're a fish and seafood eater, that would look like, you know, at least a couple of serves of oily fish each week would be really beneficial. So things like your salmon, sardines, mackerel, herring, those sorts of things. And then on the flip side, we want to be limiting sort of more saturated and trans fats. So kind of avoiding your fatty cuts of meat, things like cakes, pastries, biscuits, chocolates, all those sorts of things. Processed meats are a big one that we want to be limiting and trying to go for more the olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds. And particularly nuts and seeds, because there's actually some really awesome research that daily nut consumption has a really positive impact on sperm parameters. So some studies, one study showed having like a handful of walnuts every day, but other studies have used mixed nuts. So that would be another sort of big tip there. Mm. (laughs) Great. So there's some really practical tips there. And the good news is, is that this would be, I assume, equally as good for the woman who's wanting to increase her fertility. So it doesn't sound like there's, would you say there's much difference between what the man, male needs versus female, man versus woman? So on, for the most part, there's not a huge amount of difference. There's just a few things that are specific to each partner. And so, for example, one of the things is, and it's a small thing, is like full fat dairy has potentially been shown to be beneficial or supportive of female fertility. Whereas in the research for male fertility, high amounts of full fat dairy, so not just having a couple of glasses of milk every day, high amounts of it does seem to be detrimental. And that's potentially due to the the fatty acid composition of it partially. So, but for the most part, and from a general diet point of view, going for more of that Mediterranean style diet with a you know big focus on plant-based foods and good quality fats and you know loads of antioxidant rich foods, that's going to be great for both parties. I guess where it gets a little bit more specific is there are particular nutrients that are really important for and beneficial for sperm health and if you have particular issues with your sperm, so if you've done a semen analysis and have been told that like sperm morphology is out of the range or your sperm count is low or anything, then there are specific 
nutrients that may be beneficial for you and in higher amounts than we might be able to get from your diet. And so there might be specific supplements that we would be looking at there for or just looking at sort of boosting those particular nutrients in your diet. And so that's why I always find if you have a, if you've been told that there are particular issues with your sperm, then it's a great idea to come and chat to a fertility dietitian and we can come up with a bit of a plan for you. But even if you haven't been told that there are any issues with your sperm, it's still always awesome to focus on optimizing your diet as much as you can, because we can't see everything in that semen analysis anyway, Mm. that, you know, it's, it's not sort of an indicator of sort of the entire health of your sperm and what you're passing on. And to get a semen analysis, that's coming through a doctor, right? That would be coming through yeah. a doctor, yeah, yeah. And not everyone yeah. will will necessarily have that done when they're trying to conceive. It's, you know, generally if there are issues trying to conceive or if you're working with a fertility specialist or if your doctor's sort of just more proactive around that. Yeah. Fantastic. Do you have any... I guess, final words of wisdom for men or partners or couples listening to this episode? I guess just the the sort of final message is, is really to start thinking about this as far ahead as possible because even though we said that there are some changes that can happen quite quickly, we do know that diet and lifestyle changes and sort of actually making meaningful changes to your health, that can take time and it's it's your health, like your current health that will impact your sperm quality. So as much as we can optimise that and as much time as we can invest into that, the better, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you, Wendy. Where can listeners find you if they want to touch base with a fertility nutritionist such as yourself? Yeah. So I have a website that you can jump on. And so that's wendyfidelidietitian.com.au. And I'm on Instagram as well. So that's fertility dietitian, Wendy. Yeah, I'll now have those links in the show notes too. And can I just ask, you're a dietitian and a nutritionist, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I am. That's right. So was that a double, like, did you do dietitian dietetics first and then become a nutritionist or vice versa or two together? So basically, if you are a dietitian, you are also a nutritionist. So a dietitian does four-year degree generally. There are different ways of doing it, and that includes a master's component as well. And then we do placements in hospitals and things like that. And I also worked in hospitals for many years. A nutritionist is a different thing. So there, if you're a nutritionist, then you're not necessarily a dietitian unless you're also done a dietetics degree. And it's, I guess it's basically differences in who we can work with and what we're taught. So a nutritionist will be better sort of with general health information and things like that, but sort of doesn't necessarily have the training to work with or to deliver sort of medical nutrition therapy is, is the main difference. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Thank you so much, Wendy. No, I think that is a really valuable episode that hopefully a lot of people find really helpful. I think, yeah, and if nothing else, just bringing awareness to the fact that it's not just all about the woman and there is plenty that our partners can do to help support the process. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, I love seeing, I see men on their own, I see do couples consults and so, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. We'll put all your links in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. We'll touch base soon. Awesome. See you. 
Before I sign off, remember my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode with all the links, including how to connect with Wendy and myself at fitnessmama.com forward slash podcast. And don't forget, if you are keen on an online telehealth appointment with either myself or Wendy, don't forget to touch base. All the links are below. That's it, ladies. Have a fabulous day. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.